0: Hey hey, it's the Health Perspectives Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Moore, Director of Community Health Improvement, and we are really excited to be back with a podcast. To be honest, it's been it's been a minute since we have recorded one, and so it's so nice to come back on the air and have some great topics to talk about, and today's no exception. We are going to revisit in our What to Expect, sort of when expecting series, and today we're going to talk a little bit about what happens when your child needs. Hospital care, so that pediatric side of things. And we are fortunate to have Jamie Vick. She is the nurse manager of pediatrics here at Northeast Georgia Medical Center. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. So I guess a good place to start might be just to talk a little bit about what reasons do you see um Well, let's step back and say, how do you classify pediatrics? What age group are we really talking about? So um, zero,
1: so brand new, all the way up to before their 18th birthday.
0: Okay, okay. So that's a pretty wide range. Mm -hmm. Would you say there are, I don't know, typical reasons you see the pediatric? population have to be hospitalized? Um, are there certain things that stand out to you? Sure. Um, we do see a lot of
1: um, pediatric admissions related to respiratory conditions like asthma, viruses that include everything from RSV, COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> parainfluenza, yeah. um, and some various other, you know, rhinovirus. Um, usually they come in, you know, they could have some respiratory distress, needing some oxygen therapy. Um, those are probably a, a majority of kids that we see um, of the infant all the way through school age. Um, and then uh, we also see some of um, our trauma surgery Patients um, that have had some kind of accident and may have broken bones, bruising, lacerations, um, and are needing to be watched um, and cared for. And then we also have uh, pediatric patients that have an appendectomy because they've had appendicitis and flare mm-hmm. above their appendix and have to have that removed emergently. Um, so we do take care of like our post-op, um, pediatric patients, um, And then we see kind of everything else in between that uh, maybe a readmission that um, left the NICU and or the mother baby unit and had to be readmitted with jaundice, Um, sometimes failure to thrive, meaning that they're not growing and feeding well at home and they're losing weight and not gaining appropriately. So we have to kind of help get get them back on track Um, and. That's probably the majority. So it's a typical med, medical surgical pediatric unit.
0: Well, you know, you always hear kids are super resilient. And <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, depending on what they're dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, they could be dealing with something very serious and take quite a while to recover and get better. But on the whole, do you see, you know, length of stay for these younger patients to be as long as maybe the older population
1: no not necessarily usually they bounce back pretty quickly sometimes we have kids that have to stay because they're on like an antibiotic therapy for seven to ten days Mm -hmm. but um, I would say typically they stay anywhere from you know one to four days on average Mm -hmm. um, in the hospital for various conditions um but yeah, we do have some that end up having to stay longer, but I would say more on the average is one to four days. Gotcha.
0: Well, I can say from personal experience, I was a pediatric patient mm-hmm. at NGMC when I was about 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I remember having a tonsillectomy, mm-hmm. and to cap it all off, it was at Christmas time. So I think Mm -hmm. I was in the hospital on Christmas, Mm -hmm. but I can remember the staff and everyone trying to make it fun. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even though you were in the hospital, they Mm -hmm. made it still very, Mm -hmm. very holiday. And it's a kind of a fond memory that I have.
1: We we really try to normalize the experience as much as we can, because Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're pulled out of their they're not in their home environment they're not necessarily around people that they know although we we encourage all parents to stay with their child as as long as they're able to um which you know some are you know have other children and have other things that they have to take care of and we're certainly there to help support that but um you know we really try to make it comfortable for them make their room environment comfortable um and 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 know that they are children yes. and they have needs um, like playtime and um, prizes and <laughs> <laughs> the benefits of being children, stickers and, you know, little levies and, and things like that. So we really try to make it as homey as we can. And also we're taking care of our families, our parents or yeah. our guardians or, you know, whoever happens to be with them Um Uh, With them as a patient and and their caregiver.
0: Yeah. So I can imagine just like throughout the hospital during COVID, there were some changes to visitation policy Mm -hmm. and so forth. But as we come out of that surge and things kind of get a little bit more. I won't say back to normal, because I don't know if we're <laughs> <laughs> really ever going to get totally back to normal, mm-hmm. but for the most part, during normal times, so family, mm-hmm. parents, can can they stay with yes. their child?
1: Um, we actually didn't, never change that during the course of the pandemic, because we know the importance of um, a parent, you know, as their guardian and, and caregiver um, for a child that's under age, under 18. Um, And so they they need their parent or their guardian with them at all times. So we never changed our visitation policy for parents in the sense that they couldn't be with their child. Now, there were times where um, where we had to uh, limit visitors beyond them, Mm -hmm. um, grandparents and other and siblings. um, That has been the course of like as far as visitation restrictions for the pediatrics, but. Uh, in general, we never change from the two parent or two guardian.
0: That's good. Um,
1: yeah, uh, with them at all times, no matter where they stay in NGHS.
0: That's good because I mean I can imagine it, it could also work to the child's with the child trying to get better. It could really mm-hmm. kind of be detrimental if mm-hmm. they didn't have their mom or dad or their guardian right. there to help them right get through. Yeah. I can imagine the staff probably Mm rely somewhat on Mm -hmm. the family to really help. Absolutely.
1: we Definitely. And and we treat them as such as a, you know, they're it's family centered care. We're talking, you know, not we're not taking care of just a child. We're taking care of the family unit.
0: Yes. That's a great Mm -hmm. philosophy. Mm -hmm. So. I know in some areas of the hospital, there are hospitalists that take care of patients. Mm -hmm. But when a pediatrician um, admits a patient to the pediatric floor, does the pediatrician continue to see that patient or are there hospitalists on the pediatric floor?
1: So um, we actually have four designated pediatric hospitalists. So they are pediatricians that are board certified in pedi- uh, pediatric medicine, um, and they do. We do have a couple of nurse uh, pediatric nurse practitioners that um, work alongside them as well. Um, so they would always be seeing one of the pediatric providers specifically when coming to our unit and being admitted under the pediatric services. Uh, we also have as part of our um, graduate medic- medical education program, we do have family medicine physician residents that work alongside and our uh, our pediatricians to learn the pediatrics oh, that's uh, great. Care. So um, they're learning it you know, to get out there in the community and do those um, office visits with our family medicine. So we have a great team of physicians, nurse practitioners, family medicine that um, do a great job in taking care of those kids.
0: So the the pediatricians who are hospitalists, Mm -hmm. I imagine there's quite a bit of communication back with the Regular pediatrician, so everybody's mm-hmm. kind of on the same page there.
1: Yes. So, yeah. um, if they're coming from, a, you know, a doctor's office or some other outside you know, facility that is a pediatrician that is, they'll, they'll contact the pediatric hospitalist directly, have that conversation. And then upon discharge, there's also that um, communication and follow-up that happens uh, with both their medical records and um, through discharge teaching um, and appointments that are made uh, with whoever their follow-up is after they leave the hospital.
0: Gotcha. Communication is always so important, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. sounds like we've got all kinds of that happening mm-hmm. for the good of the patient. So one question I had is about how do families know when they should call on, say, a pediatric specialist like Children's Health Care of Atlanta mm-hmm. versus coming to our hospital here mm-hmm. in Gainesville or Braselton or –
1: Well, um, I mean, we're a community-based hospital. We do have um, ED surfaces that see children. I think we're up to, we see about 46,000 children a year Through the emergency departments in our throughout our organization with the four different hospitals. Wow. Um, So it's a lot. So we can care for those kids. Um, It would be determined um, if they require ICU level care, um, and they're not a neonate that would go to the NICU. if they need that intensive uh, care, then they would be go- going to a, the children's hospital. We typically um, transfer to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, and that can be done through the ED or from our department through pediatrics. So, you know, if it's if families are trying to decide where do I take them, um, you know, obviously, hopefully they have an established pediatrician that they're working with, and if there's a referral, I would lean on their. Um, you know, suggestion first and and take that into consideration. And of course, um, how what the distance is, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you need emergent care now and it's closer to drive to NGHS facility, then that's where you should go and, with your child. And then it can be determined is this um, an appropriate uh, uh You know, condition that we can maintain, you know, take care of within our pediatric division, or does the child need other kind of care? And that would, you know, that can be determined by the physicians and the physical exam.
0: That's good. That's Mm -hmm. really good advice Mm -hmm. to think through it that way. Mm -hmm. Just from a practical standpoint, are there things that families should think about in particular that maybe they should pack? If they know their child is going to be coming mm-hmm. to our unit.
1: That's a really good idea.
0: And sometimes
1: that they have time to think about those things and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have time and you want, I would definitely encourage bring that special item that that child connects with, whether it's a stuffed animal, a blanket, a um, you know, something, you know, a, a fidget item that they are, um, That brings them comfort. Sometimes it's just bringing the parent and that parent is the (laughs) the comfort. Um, We do have patient gowns, socks, you know, items that they can need for personal care for Mm -hmm. temporary. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't be as focused on, you know, bringing the whole gamut of like packing like you're going on a trip. Um, Because that stuff can be gotten probably after Um, being seen and and but if it's convenient and they have time Mm -hmm. um, and it's not an urgent need then certainly they can just you know pack for you know a change of clothes um, for the day of discharge and bring those levy items with them good Good and advice. we do have food here too, so <laughs> <laughs> can't forget. But that. if they have if they have if it's an infant um and they're on a specialty formula, they might mm-hmm. want to bring um that with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh pacifier or whatever it is that they use at home. We've got cribs and bassinets and yeah. everything, furniture for them here. Um but you know, those little
0: items might be needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Just out of curiosity, I, you know, how many pediatric patients might you have on the unit at any given time? Maybe just on average. Mm, I would
1: say we probably average about five to six. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, much more than that. But um, on any given day, you know, it's kind of around there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. Can you think of anything else we haven't covered that you might think some parents out there might want to hear about or just advice or Um, I would
1: say um, you know that um, we are a great team Mm -hmm. and uh, your child is in good hands with the pediatric nurses that we have on the unit Um, we have a high rate of specialized um, certified registered nurses on our unit and um, they have all kinds of walks of experience from children's hospitals, emergency departments. Um, they've worked in specialty for a long time with pediatrics. So they're very well um, rehearsed in taking care of that, um, the family and the pedi- uh, pediatric patient. Um, so I would say that it's a good place. And... Um, we love kids, so.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And even if, if you're not a parent, we have kids in our lives. We have nieces, mm-hmm. nephews. So I bet you a lot of the staff that work on the pediatric unit, they either come to their work from a place of either being a parent themselves mm-hmm. or having those little ones in their lives that mm-hmm. they love. So yes. that's so important, just that yes. personal mm-hmm. care. Because mm-hmm. we can all put put ourselves in yeah. the shoes of a parent who has a sick child. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Absolutely. And I would say my nurses do it best uh, with the reflection of caring for a child or family member as if they were their own family yes um and that is that core value is definitely ingrained in in the nurses on the pediatrics floor
0: that's that's awesome that's what we all want Mm -hmm. that's what we all want well jamie thank you so much for being with us Mm -hmm. today you're welcome thank you for having me absolutely and we hope you all out in the listening audience have enjoyed today's content and we will be back again soon with another Healthy Perspectives podcast.